welcome to another episode of Why You So Mad with Jack and Jill, your weekly podcast where two guys from America and Australia talk about things that piss people off and piss us off. I'm your host, Jack, and with me today is my co-host, Gio. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's good to have you back. And um, you're, you're in for a treat today. Uh, Jack has some, t- some tintillating topics that he would like to discuss. And uh, it's boiling my blood right about now. But uh, first and foremost, let's start it off slow. And uh, let's see what's going on with us. With us. What's going on with you, Jack? How did last week? I uh, remember you went to Vegas, right? Would like to hear the update on that. What's going on? Okay, so Vegas for a family of three with an infant is a dog shit experience. I did tell you that, didn't I? I mean, like, yes, before you went, I told you you were going to have a horrible time. We had some of the worst times possible for a small family of three that doesn't like to gamble or drink. Tell me all about it. Tell our viewers, I mean, listeners all about it. What's what happened exactly? So driving with a baby for six hours is simply incredibly, incredibly annoying. I'm sure people who have kids of their own are like, well, duh, idiot. Well, the only thing I can say to that is I... I'm sorry, I needed a vacation and I need to go somewhere and Vegas seemed like the thing to do, you know? And also, my wife's never been there. She had this idea of Vegas being like this amazing land of glitz and lights like you see in the movies. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, when... Wait, 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 wait. I, I'll backpedal a bit. You said you took six hours to drive from LA to Vegas. That is correct. What? What happened? It, I, we so, we had a lot of pit stops. So, okay, okay. Uh, back in our day, we took three hours to go to Vegas. And I remember it was only like, what, 300 miles, right? Or 150 miles? It's about 210. 210. Okay. It's 210. So if you're going at 70 miles an hour, you would be able to get there in three hours. So basically, on average, you're, you were driving like a slow motherfucker, weren't you? Dude, we had to make pit stops. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? What pit stops, man? Just drive. Drive as fast as possible. Get over there, you know? Now you got to keep in mind, every now and then, there was this unknown reason for traffic. Whether it be like California switching to Nevada from a two-lane to a three-lane, and a two-lane to a... Uh, not two-lane, a three-lane to a two-lane, and vice versa. And then, oh, here's the best part. Okay. So the reason it took an extra hour instead of like uh, three hours. So let's give two hours for pit stops, right? The okay. final hour was the most awful. And what was that? So we were trying to take the exit. I forget the name of the exit. Mm-hmm. It was to our hotel, um, the Cosmopolitan. All right. But for some unknown reason that is lost to me, there was a traffic jam at the exit for an, an hour. So we were sitting in the car for nearly an hour at the and, exit. And what we was were, the there cause? There was nowhere for people trying to get into the hotel. So there's a jam just getting into the hotel. <laughs> okay. So you're like, Jack, you dumbass. Why didn't you just drive out to a different lane and go around? Well, the reason for that was people in Vegas drive like a bunch of assholes. So as we, I was trying, my brother was trying to exit to another lane. This dumb old lady in a small like Honda Civic or whatever. You're lying. You're you're lying. It was a Toyota Corolla, white Toyota Corolla. (laughs) No, it, it was definitely a Honda because I was looking at it. Okay, fine. So it drove right in front of us for to cut us off. And the way she cut us off is she just 
blocked a car in a T-bone position. So we were just stuck there in front of the lady. Now, here's the stupid part. Had the lady just let us pass, she would have got her spot earlier and we could have got out. But no, she insisted on making sure she got there first. Yeah, yeah. You know that mindset where you just got to, when you line up, you just got to go as close as possible? Yeah, yeah, to that's make that room. Dumbass, yeah, that's that dumbass mindset I hate. Okay. Because she could have just waited five seconds for us to pass. But no, fuck you guys. I'm going to sit right here and make us wait another 30 minutes. Unfortunately, that is the mentality of all U.S. drivers. My way, my right. Everything's about me, 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 me. Oh, did I mention me? Yeah, it drove me crazy because we're all just looking at her like, you could have just let us pass, idiot. Because we were going to give up that spot for her anyway. Whoa. This is one. Okay, this is part of the driving thing that I get pissed off at the most. So, so when I want to make a left and the guy wants to make a right, mm-hmm. one of us should let the other pass. And whoever's trying the slowest should let the faster car pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hate it when these dumbasses don't realize what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to merge left and they're trying to merge right. They'll speed past me to merge right, even though I was ahead of them. That is what happened. That is what happened. We were trying to get out and she was trying to get in. But this fucking person, instead of letting us out on our way to a clear lane, just blocked us off. Just purposely trying to make your life difficult. Yep. This fucking piece of shit of a driver did. Mm. Now, normally... The, the uncool thing to do would be like, oh, this person is from this race. But I know it's Vegas, so it doesn't matter. Everybody drives like a piece of shit there. It's like Monterey Park. Yeah, everybody drives like an idiot. Now, I am told Californians are some of the best drivers. I don't know if this is true. But whenever I go to a different city and see how people drive, I feel like it's true. Because I know New York is some of the most aggressive piece of shit drivers I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. New York is very aggressive. And they call Californians the assholes. I'm like, wait. You guys drive like you're cutting everybody off. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, well the thing is, uh, it's not the aggressive drivers that cause accidents. It's actually the slow drivers. Because the a- aggressive drivers, they know what they're doing. They know where they're going. The The ones well, that are driving 50 miles an hour in a 65 zone are the ones that's causing accidents. Yes, let's move those people aside for now. What I meant is like stuff like that lady. She was, yeah. you know, she did, she did the aggressive driving. Where, which was like, why would you do that? <laughs> well, maybe she why didn't know what you were doing. We signaled. We were trying to get out. Maybe she thought you were uh, trying to take her lane. I don't know. I don't know, man. We're trying to take her lane. She was trying to enter our lane. We're trying to exit our lane. Ooh, just just brings bad memories. Okay, okay. So <laughs> while we're still on the topic of driving, um, another thing I hate about the driving in Vegas is that, oh man, it's like these cars just odd want to go to one place. And they just take the wildest ways to turn into a, a lane. Like, they just break the rules. I don't know yeah. if there's, like, no police or something, but I guess there's not that many. I guess the police the police is uh, are busy handling bar fights at strip clubs. Perhaps. So I guess to get back on track on my Vegas vacation, that's why it took us so long. Okay. The final stretch was was the killer part. Yeah. Right. Now, well, I... what else? what else pissed me off about Vegas while we were there? Uh-huh. The fact that um, all casinos allow smoking because, you know, most of their, I guess, gambling and smoking go together. Mm-hmm. So it fucking smelled like garbage in every casino we were in. Isn't that standard? Standard. It is. But I'm just saying it's, it's probably a reason to stay away if you got family. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. my kid was breathing in all those fumes. 
Yeah, no way. I I would not go to Vegas. It's not family friendly. It's actually the opposite of friend family friendly. It breaks up family. It's, fam- <laughs> yes. it's family hostile. Actually, I would not take my family to Vegas, especially my seven year old kid. Yeah. So uh, another thing is, whenever we're outside, there's pot smokers everywhere, and that shit pissed me off the most. Oh, they did they legalize that stuff in uh, Nevada? I mean, maybe in, in the city of Vegas, I imagine they might have. I don't know this. Do not quote me or Geo. We do not know. We could easily look it up, but I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to assume yes. Because mm-hmm. they're doing all bunch of debauchery there. Why not marijuana? Exactly. One of the least like dangerous, you know? Yep. It's dangerous. It's, even though I'm, I, I, I don't care about marijuana. I am annoyed that they don't. We they don't have Vegas doesn't have the same rules for smoking as every other place. You know, like every place like smoke ten feet away from public spaces and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Vegas. Since Vegas doesn't have any of that, since they're cool with smoking, it just smells like fucking. I don't know how to explain marijuana. The smell of marijuana. It just smells like smells the way like, my wife ex- smells like well, ganja. Way, I don't even know what ganja is, but um, the way my wife phrased it was, it smells like homeless people. <laughs> I mean, when you smell marijuana and it hits your face and we walk by a bunch of homeless people, we could barely tell the difference. Uh, well, you know what it smells like. I've encountered it so many times in the men's bathroom in high school. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it does smell bad. Yeah, it does smell bad. And it leaves yeah. a certain uh, stench on your clothes that you can't really get rid of for a while. So yeah, so, yeah I know what you're saying. Now, again, disclaimer, I, I am not against marijuana, but I do... A, I am still for the secondhand smoke policy because that shit smells. Yeah. But yeah, overall, Vegas was a two out of ten. So what did Would you do, do over again. there? What did you do over there? Did you just walked around? I imagine you just walked around the strip, right? We walked around. Yeah, we walked around the strip. Got a good heaping smell of every gross person there. Got handed you know, wires. Uh, not as much as you expect. Okay, because you got a deterrent with you, right? You got your kid with you. Well, yes, that and whenever we went, the people passing out those cards weren't there. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a pretty unusual sighting, eh? Yeah. Whenever I saw those uh, porn ads, they were like in the morning when nobody bothered to sweep them up. You know, uh-huh. they left them. Yeah, yeah. It's, all on the, it's all on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. So we didn't do anything interesting. I mean, my dad lost 500 bucks immediately. Okay. Yeah, I Although told you, my- right? I told you they're they're trying to make up for the lost time that they had in COVID. It's uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, because nobody gambled in co in COVID times. They have to make it up. So expect yeah. your money gone sooner. Although my sister and her boyfriend each won a thousand bucks. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, they played like some card game I've never heard of. Back I forgot rat. what it's even called. It's back ne- it wasn't back rat. Blackjack. I don't know what it's called. It was called something else. Pai Gao. One of the Asian ones. Yes. So her, yeah, they made a profit. My brother didn't gamble. I didn't gamble. My wife didn't gamble. My baby wasn't allowed to be near the casino. Okay. It got We got kicked out of the casino for having a baby. All right. Okay. You know, for fear that my fucking 20-month-year-old might learn something. <laughs> it's my one kid. of those things, too, where I was walking around. It's like, hey, man, you can't have your baby here. We're serving alcohol. Like, motherfucker. It's not like I'm going <laughs> to feed him alcohol. What? I know he drinks whiskey, hard liquor. No, here's the no, thing. He's not, he's not of age. The fact that they had to say that leads me to wonder what piece of shit parent did actually do that. Exactly, right? 
Yeah, this is Vegas, man. You got like unhinged people. Anything's possible. If you if you can think of it, I'm pretty sure it's already been. Especially butt stuff. But yeah, that was my little adventure for Vegas. I mean, the only highlights I could think of was the Coca-Cola store is cool. And the Hershey's at M&M store was less cool in comparison to Coca-Cola. Let me guess. Did you eat at Chinatown? Ha, that's where you're wrong. We did not. Oh, shoot. Did you eat we, at we... Bacchanal? No, we, we broke the stereotype. We what? ate within Vegas. What? No, Bacchanal is in Vegas. It's the Caesars Palace buffet. No, that was too much. It was a hundred bucks per person. Oh, ah, uh, holy crap! I was right. It was a hundred. It's a hundred bucks now. It was like sixty bucks uh, when I was there five years ago. Now it's a hundred bucks per person. Yes, inflation. So you guys, your gas prices, your food prices, all kicking in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. there you go. That's my quick little bird's eye view of what happened to Jack in Vegas. Nothing good. Yeah. There you go, folks. If you have a family, stay away from Vegas. It's not the oh, ideal. Right. Not the ideal place. But let me yeah. add one more thing. Once we got home, everybody got sick. Did you get COVID? No, we didn't get COVID. But everybody in Vegas is gross and full of disease. We immediately got sick. Yep. Uh, like I said, uh, if you are not in the U.S., you wouldn't know. But uh, if you do consume a lot of television, I mean, not literally consume, but if you consume a lot of television shows from mainly from hollywood us they paint a lot of grand pictures of vegas hollywood and paint it like uh it's some kind of glamorous place to be but uh, take it from me and jack it's nowhere as near as what they portray it it's a bunch of dog shit around that place as well as in it yeah very very true now there's a caveat if you make over four hundred thousand dollars a year you're good vegas is great which we will get into after what Jack what Jack has in store for us. All right. So I guess next on the list of things I want to talk about is current news. Did you know our favorite friend, Andrew Tate? Remember Andrew Tate? Uh, yeah. The friendly neighborhood misogynist. Yes. That guy. Top yes. G. Yes. Top G. Not the OG, mind you. The top G. Correct. Who would be the OG? Yours truly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. get out of here <laughs> we're getting off track so let me get back to the top G so Andrew Tate has been arrested in Romania for drumroll please human trafficking wow that's uh that's pretty high up there isn't it, it it's one of the big crimes indeed yes so he's a slave trader everybody slave trader who knew did you know he was a slave trader I thought he was just no a no guy no, I, I uh, did not know he was a trader. I, I thought he was a, a fighter, one of those meat fighters. Um, they got really big and got a social platform. That's why he's, he's spreading he's spreading a lot of those messages and garnering attention. And, um, well, it doesn't surprise me, actually, for all the stuff that he says. He would kind of treat proper kind of commodity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, his fans are decrying that he's being set up. Okay. Yeah, because he is, if you go on the social medias, People are defending him and calling it a conspiracy. So they are like unhappy that he is arrested. He's like a mini Epstein. 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 There you go. Mini Epstein. <laughs> yes, a very... Yeah, a very, uh, very brash mini Epstein. I mean, he's got uh, two lieutenants, actually. Um, one of them's a, his girlfriend and one of them is the um, assistant. Don't forget his brother who also got arrested. Oh, yeah, his brother's. But uh, not conspiracy, but... This crime. crime, organized crime. And yeah. apparently there were, they found six women 
that were subject to other sexual so yeah I hope this guy remains in jail and i hope he never gets out but how it works yeah hopefully his fans shut the hell up because they are quite an annoying bunch defending this guy yeah. I, I i would not understand why they even like him like his message is very basic mm-hmm. be tough you know <laughs> like the most basic message you can get be tough be tough and... make money be drive tough. fast car yeah and um all you women stay in the kitchen and make sandwich <laughs> yeah it's very yeah. like okay everything about this dude's message is very old school and nothing new yeah it's no it, it's, it's all actually, shit we've heard before. it's actually it's actually more extreme than old school, isn't it it's more extreme it takes it to another level where he promotes this um masculine agenda over women and everyone really i yeah. feel like his message is very 1950s i know it's 19 it is but he takes it to another level where he feels like he's better than than women yeah so, isn't that what isn't that how women were treated back in the day men were better than women so you know stay in your kitchen no i think 1950s they were more confined to gender roles rather than being better than said other sex right like women just needs to be in the house and manage the kids and manage the kitchen and all that stuff and then men the men go out and um gain get money and you know buy buy the stuff and they become the breadwinner that that's more like a gender role type of thing but what andrew tate does is take it to another level where he actually thinks women is his property is um promoting this masculinity and um telling others to do the same isn't that mm. aren't, aren't i right about that? maybe this seems like a semantic argument that i don't think we need to get into because no. either way he sucks all right well that's we both agree on indeed but- although my favorite thing in the universe before he got arrested was he had a fight a twitter beef with a 14 year old do okay. you know anything about this? No, I did not know anything about that. Okay, so right before he got arrested, like literally the day before, uh, um, there's this girl named Greta Thunberg. Oh, that, do you that know her? her? Yeah, I that. Yep, I know her. Okay, for those that don't know, she is a very famous. Uh, what am I trying to say? Eco warrior, equal uh, vegan, vegan. Env- no, environmentalist is the word I'm looking okay. for. Okay, <laughs> all right. So yeah, 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 Greta Thunberg. Very famous environmentalist who is around 14, 15, I don't know, just in barely, not even out of high school. So, all right, here's what Andrew Tate said in his tweet. Hello at Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cars. My Bugatti has a W16. Bugatti. 8, 0.8, yeah, whatever. 0.8 liter quad turbo. My two Ferrari 812s. Competizone. Competizone? Have 6.5 LV12s. This is just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. Now, this is from Andrew Tate. And remember, he is trying to troll what is essentially a kid, right? Because she's like, mm. Greta's not that old. Yeah, no, no. So this is the reply right before he got arrested. Yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. <laughs> and I got to say, for a kid in high school, from Sweden, such a good comeback to this fucking tweet. Bravo. Because <laughs> this is this is like, yeah, this is smart dick energy. This this what? How old is how old is Andrew Tate? 36, 40? I don't know, but yeah. I what <laughs> for a man, uh for a guy that's like boasting every everything, um, uh, all that he has and stuff. 
pretty sure he's compensating. Yes, and especially since he's attacking what is essentially a child. So is he a child attacker? He... Well, I mean, he's a he's a human trafficker, which isn't a far step from that. No, well, he's an online bully. I know that he's trying to bully a kid. I mean, this is like in this is just in poor taste too. Yeah, it's like it a, a rich dude flexing on a fourteen-year-old. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. Or, well, let me take it back. I mean, for someone, this is a classic example of money cannot buy you class. It's, uh, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're an enormous douchebag, you know, enormous douchebag. With- and in Andrew Tate's case, he's also a gigantic criminal. Yes, a gigantic criminal. Well, I do hope uh, wherever he ends up, you know what they do to sex offenders in prison, right? Well, this is a Romanian prison, so you might get high five. I wouldn't give the, I wouldn't give the Romanian uh, Romanians that much of a shade, Jack. I mean, we gotta give them something. We gotta, we gotta. Um, they do have some pride and uh, morals. Come on, you can't, you can't just say that he's gonna get a high five in Romanian prison. Look, man, prisoners in a lot of countries, if it's stuff like. Because remember, there's human trafficking, not pedophilia. If pedophilia, he might get stabbed. But if it's for like regular normal crimes, I think he might get high fived. No, but it. But if those six women are underage, if one of them's underage, then it would count as a child. Ex- okay, that's different. Because I'm thinking like, uh, like oh wow, it's the top G, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They're like, oh look, it's the top G with all the Bugattis and shit. High five. I'm pretty sure the only time that you're going to get a high five uh, after doing crime is when, um, you know, you, you did some sexual favors with your or something like that. Oh, then OK. Now, you, know, you got to be super specific when you say that all around. No, no, no. You have to be specific because if you said male teacher, female student, that's burning yes. down the school. Yeah, yeah, that's burning down the school. But if it's a female teacher and a male student, then the male student is going to get high fives all around. His hand is going to be red from all the high fives he's going to get. And that is how double standards work, everybody. It is. Uh, this is a, a Joe Rogan joke. I'm not going to say the joke, but Joe Rogan makes the, this exact same joke on one of his comedy specials. Well, with that out of the way, I think I've exhausted everything about Andrew Tate. Oh, wait, I just realized we're uh, missing a tweet. An update as well, because um, he's getting a 30 day extension. Nice. But that's not the update I was talking about. Yep. What are you talking about? So this has long been debunked, but one of the popular uh, theories on how he got arrested was um, one of the final pictures he took before uh, getting arrested was a reply to Greta about something where there was a pizza box in the picture. I, I'm not sure what the tweet was. I don't have it with me right now, mm-hmm. but it was a local pizza box near where he lives. So a popular theory before this was debunked was this pizza box led to his arrest because they, you know, like, oh, it's Joe's Pizza from here. So that means he's pretty close to here. Yeah. But that was a really fun theory until the Romanian police were like, no, that's not how we got him. Uh, Which is he, unfortunate. Isn't he going to get extradited to um, the U.S. after the 30 days? I don't know if that's how that works. I mean, Because he would only be extradited if he's wanted for some crimes he did in the U.S. But human trafficking is like um, international crime. You're going to have some kind I think of you, backlash from all the countries. I think that's... Interpol or... I don't know. All I know is that wherever you get caught is the laws you deal with uh, in that country. So if you got caught in Romania, you'll deal with Romanian laws. See, 
Because I've never heard of a case where a guy was human trafficking and he gets sent back to a country for whatever reason. Well, it, if it, I know it, human trafficking like violates what's that law? Human, human laws, whatever the basic human, human laws, human rights, human rights. There you go. It it violates human rights. And what's that organization? Not Nate. The UN. There you go. UN, United Nations. I know that human trafficking is enforced by uh, the UN, Interpol. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they might have something to do with it. All I know is that I don't think he'll be, he'll do court in the US. It's wherever the hell the UN does their court. Mm. I imagine. I, again, do not quote Jack and Jill on this. We do not understand international law very well. No. We- so do not take in any law advice from us, especially international law advice. Yes, if you are secretly running a pirate organization and is currently based through island Hong Kong, do not come to us for uh, international. Oh, man, Gio, you just stole a joke. Yes, I did. From The Simpsons. At least you gave them credit. So yes. there you go. Yes. You have to give credit when credit's due. If you yeah, don't I do. Steal stuff. That, that, that's a really good joke. Just had to borrow that. Yes. Now, now that we're getting Andrew Tate out of our system, you want to talk about your thing or should I continue to my thing? Let's go to your thing first. Just get it all out of your Jack. You had sent up. And- sure, sure, sure. So here's another news item from out of the internets. Mm-hmm. So Henry Cavill is being called a misogynist for his the way he was acting on The Witcher. You're kidding, right? I don't know. It was a really weird one because based on my limited understanding of the actor, he's generally liked by a lot of people. Yeah, he is. Especially me. I like the guy. Yeah. So I have no idea where this is coming from. Yeah. Can you tell us where it came from, actually? So this came hot off the his departure from The Witcher. Okay. Where, let's see, people who did not name themselves were complaining that he would undermine all female staff and the showrunner. And the showrunner was a woman, right? So one of the things that they complained about was how he would always say, no, this isn't correct. This isn't wrong. Or he'll try to go over their heads, you know, mm-hmm. try to make things happen his way. Okay. And that was the whole thing. Like pretty much I'm giving you the paraphrase version because it was a long rant about vague things he did. There were no specifics. There were no quote, no nothing. The entire I'm, thing was incredibly, incredibly vague. I'm going to give Henry Cavill here the benefit of a doubt. He's not because from what I know of him, he's a big game. So he plays World of Warcraft, The Witcher, building. Um, but for a man as passionate as he is, I would think that he would not be happy if, let's say, the work that he's doing is not faith source. Like, um, you've seen the season. Yes, I have. I've seen all of The Witcher on Netflix. Okay. I'm not sure on book. That season is not faithful at all. Explain. They did bad. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> well, I I watched The Witcher a long time ago, long time ago. But but from what I saw is that uh they did Vesemir, uh who those of you who don't know who Vesemir is, like a father role, Geralt. Um, he's the one that took Geralt his wing, that stuff, and basically he's the father figure. And in that show, sideline, I remember him doing stuff that's not that his character would not the game or the book. Like he would sacrifice somebody just for the benefit of the the whole team. Uh, the the Vesemir that I know would not do. And there was that uh, one Witcher that got killed off really quick by uh, getting injected with some tree virus or whatever. I forgot his name, but I know that that character 
he played a major role in the books as well as well as the games. So for him to get killed off and like as vehicle for some kind of weird plot twist is not really it would anger a lot of fans. And if you saw the rant that um, the fans gave after it went out, look at it. You could kind of see Henry Cavill is a passionate, passionate nerd okay. like like us. He would not stand by and like you know allow it to happen. I, so I'm pretty sure that he would go up to the showrunner and say, "Hey, this is not right. This is not faithful yes, to the source yeah. material." Yeah. And for those who doubt Henry Cavill's credentials, this dude knows everything about Warhammer apparently. So for those of you who don't know what Warhammer 40,000 is or 40k, it is a game where you paint little plastic figures. Space and Marines. Fight, yes, and fight each other on a big board. It is the nerdiest of nerdy things you can do. Well, it's uh, essentially Dungeons and Dragons with Space Marines and Orcs. Exactly. And this is how you know he knows his shit because one of the things I remember most clearly about him is one of his Witcher interviews. He was telling the guys like, hey, you see that ceiling chandelier over there? That looks like a blah, blah, blah from Warhammer. And I was like, oh, damn, it does. So since I know Warhammer, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so he knows his stuff. Yeah, he does know his stuff. And I think that um, this whole uh, secret misogyny is just a ruse um, since the whole hashtag Me Too is large right now, I think it was the perfect opportunity for that show, whoever is to like undermine him and try to middle make him look. Yeah, they yeah, tried make to make him, him look bad. Make him look bad. I yeah. mean, he did quit the show. Did quit? Yeah, he did quit the show. Yeah. He's, he's probably like, oh man, this is not faithful. This show is probably not faithful to the anymore. I'm, yeah, I'm out of here. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. So, is... oh, I got it. I got it. So, let me read you the entire email thread that this came from, okay? All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the middle where he they start talking about the bad stuff. In season two and three, something shifted and he became really impossible for women to work with, which is always a big problem. But even worse here, because the showrunner is a woman, he would try to override her and try to get changes made last minute across the board without her knowledge. Which, if you know anything about showrunning, is completely fucked. The mm-hmm. showrunner has to sign off on every minuscule detail down to the buttons on a costume. Female writers and directors were suddenly completely ignored on set, unable to do their jobs. Every department head was complaining. He started making comments. It wasn't sexual. He wasn't grabbing anyone or being lewd, but it was disrespectful and toxic all the same. He's deeply addicted to video games to the point where it was like working with any other addict. He was distracted. He was late. He was obsessive. And a lot of people think that the misogyny came from the gamer world. Red flag. Video game bro language is not how you talk to coworker. Another red flag. Okay. I'm, I'm, say, I'm the one saying red flag because this, 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 this clues me in on the mindset of the writer. Yeah. And he wouldn't stop. Someone on the show compared it to watching somebody get brainwashed by QAnon. His whole personality shifted. Eventually, his disrespect escalated. Okay. This is another red flag. They are not naming specific things of what he did. Yeah. It's so vague. Yeah, it's uh, full of um, general negative adjectives that doesn't even go into specific examples of what he did. Video, exactly. Video game, bro game language is, is uh, I don't know. if I mean, if you're pretty friendly with your coworkers, I would not rule video game language off the table. He could have been like, 
hey, we call this, you know, some kind of video game slang. And then they, they probably took that out of context. Or yeah, I mean, he could have said something like, this is where they get wrecked. Yeah, or so- something like that. And then they, they took offense to that or took it out of context and put it in that interview. Totally uncalled for. It's totally not fair. Um, you should not be using the victim card. Or <laughs> I believe that if you have an actor that knows his stuff, it could be a strong, a really strong asset. That And the fact that they're blaming video games when probably he was pr- most likely, what I'm guessing here was, okay, the vi- this is how the video games did it right. And this is where you're doing it wrong in the show. That's what I think is happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's, All right, that's more, there's probably more. what was happening. All right, so there's more. He would rewrite scenes without even alerting the other actors on scene until it was time to shoot. He decided that he did not want any romantic scenes at all, which isn't, isn't that correct to Geralt? He is not like a romantically involved dude. No, he's not. He's a really stoic and devoted one woman, uh, Yennefer. But Jennifer is already like out of his life. He's she's been out of his life for nearly four years. So um, aside from the player chosen romance, Geralt is actually not romancing anybody. Okay, so I'll take your word for it since I played none of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. But if you what you say is true, then I guess what Henry Av- Henry Cavill would be. He's correct. Correct. Yes, Geralt. Okay. Yeah, Geralt spent. Years trying to chase Jennifer, trying to regain his memory. And during those four years, he was not romantically involved with anybody. All he did was just slay monsters and collect gold and try to regain his memories. Yeah. The only romances in the game is the one that players chose. Ah, not canon. Got it. So here's the last thing. He formed a weird alliance with another writer who was also a gamer. There's a lot of gamer blame in this fucking thing. So I'm thinking the writer is like some old person that doesn't get it. Yeah, she's she just wants her way, and and it's not it's not when yeah she she got a clash with Henry Cavill. She crossed them. Yeah, because this article he's not doing anything toxic or misogynistic. Like I don't I don't see it. He's just pointing out the flaws in her storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she says it her fucking self. He wasn't being lewd. He wasn't being like you know anything sexual. How? Are you being misogynistic if you're not doing those things? Exactly. It's just, hey, this is wrong. That's not being misogynistic. Wrong. You're wrong if you're not faithful to the source material. You're not faithful to the source material. And I can, and I can totally see that in season two. I can totally get. I do totally get why he left the show. Yeah. And then normally I like, I take their word for it. But then when I'm when I read this, I'm like, oh no, there's something wrong there with the with the person writing this because it's so vague. And they said he was being disrespectful. Being disrespectful alone is not being misogynistic. Hmm. It's the way you're being disrespectful. And because they don't specify, you know, they don't specify. So it doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, this guy was late to his Superman casting call because he was too busy playing World of Warcraft. Remember that? I do remember that. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, late? Yes. But he's probably the first one that he's going to say, I was late because I was playing games or something like that. He's the only person I know in Hollywood that has said that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he, he said raid. So he 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 like he's legit. He knows. He knows. What he was in a WoW raid. He, yeah. And those of you who know what a WoW raid is, you can't really leave your desk. And two, three hours can go by. And, you know, you could miss your dinner. You could miss your assignment. You could miss going to school and all that stuff. You just got to be there and make sure that uh, your team is covered. So the thing that makes me mad about this is that this person 
is giving all the cannon fodder for the anti-woke people. Because you see, you see all these hysterical Me Too women making shit up. This is adding fuel for their cause of like the yeah. the incel crowd. If you are a victim, then you are a victim. But if you are not, don't cry wolf. That just ruins the whole movement. All right. And well, I'm a yeah, big this, feminist. Yeah, this this lady is ruining it for the other women who have like legit concerns. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, Gio. This is a cry wolf situation. They're bitter that their big star left The Witcher because they fucking suck at writing. I got a, I got a tip for you, like don't suck at writing. Exactly. Know, know your audience, and your audience are gamers. And for you to uh, blame gamers is not a thing that you should do. Especially since a lot of gamers are unfortunately awful people. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls. <laughs> yeah. So that's not a fight you want to fight. deal with. Well, that's it for my thing. Well, I'm going to take us to the uh, money-oriented side of us. Before I begin, Wait, I... what? The, don't just throw that at me. What do you mean money-sided orientation? When <laughs> no. the hell did we become a financial podcast? We're not a financial podcast, but I think it would be uh, it would be a good thing for us to bring up because I know that a lot of a lot of people, a lot of regular people, they don't think about money. I mean, um, even in schools, we're not educated about we're not educated about handling money, using it, taught knowledge, financial, financial. So I, I thought it was idea to bring something, some I some sort of pick this podcast and enlighten some people that listen. Uh, before I begin, though, the I tell you that I am in no way a financial guru. I am in no way uh, qualified to give financial advice. It is um, advice from me. And uh, yeah, keep, think of it as a general name. It might not apply to you. Well, there you have it, everybody. Welcome to Geo's Financial Advice Corner. Quote, unquote, <laughs> do not take this advice seriously. Yes. And yeah, beef. I've already said it. Uh, just think of this, this side of the podcast. Really, really general talk between two guys or... To a man or a woman or whatever you're, you know, water cooler conversations about money and whatever. Let me help there. Consider this something that Gio's noticed in his life experience yes. as a guy that has done fairly well for himself. Yes. So I'm an avid follower called, uh, his name is Grant Cordo. And uh, whatever that he says, it resonates with um, to the point of um, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying like there's a lot of people, well, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners, they gain or earn money acting out work and working an hour job. And all. But this guy, Grant Court, active promoter of what you call passive income. Ah, I see. So what you're saying is people like me are a bunch of suckers. No, 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 no. By all means, no. I If I were to call you a sucker, then I would be a sucker as well because I have a nine to five job. And who doesn't have a nine to five, nine to five job except for the ultra wealthy? But, you know. To be in that position, you'll have to sacrifice. You'll have to do the hard work, do the diligence, and research what you want to invest on. Um, anyways, like let me go back to Grant Cardone. He's uh, he's making waves, saying that if you make less than four hundred k a year, you are a failure of a man, and you don't deserve uh, to live. Basically, those are not his okay. exact words, but it, basically, you should feel shameful making more than four hundred k. To interesting me, yeah it's it's very interesting jack i well no let me finish interesting way to take it makes me wonder if this guy knows how math works because <laughs> you know math and percentages because it is an impossibility 
to have everybody make over 400,000 K. So if his goal is to have everybody be like him, he's a moron because that's literally impossible. That's not how that works. I don't think, uh, I don't think that it to make more than 4k a year because that would eliminate, you know, everybody would be rich and all that stuff. And like prices would go up and, you know, a loaf of bread is going to cost $10,000. Yeah. So what is what that saying is pretty dumb on its own. Yeah. But at the same time, you do know what the 1% threshold is, right? To be considered a one percenter? Uh, 250K? Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of dumbass saying is that? Uh, but I think it may have been taken out of context. But be, but before we dwell, dwell into it, uh, you got to remember, Grant Cordone is a billionaire. He lives a separate life from you and I, where the regular Joe Schmo, right? So... When he said this, I'm pretty sure he was act- actually trying to promote his podcast or promote his um, venue or whatever it is that he's uh, trying to promote. <laughs> I think he it was just trying to get pub- publicity or whatever. But um, that's a good no- way to do it. You yeah. make people mad. Yeah, the, but the whole thing is, has been taken out of context because then you got these uh, influencers uh, and podcasters. Uh, YouTubers that I shall not name, they're like trying to defend that, hey, uh, 400K is like rich enough. But what Grant Cordone is trying to do, he's trying to rile these people up and trying to put motivation in, in his listener saying that, hey, should be working harder. You should be working smarter. You should be making. Um, I did see his uh, Twitter or Twitter video and well, not uh, TikTok video. And he was talking about his personal and how he cannot live on. He has to live more than that. His lifestyle is off the charts. So I took it with a grain of salt and I watched the video and I took it with a grain of salt. I said to myself, hey, this is this guy is not trying to put people down. Actually trying to instill some kind of motivation in his listeners for them to try harder and try to make more money to better the living conditions of them and themselves and their families. So and I think that the reception that people got when he, they listened to it, it's completely the wrong way. I mean, if you do the math, I'm not, I'm doing a simple calculation. I'm not going to go detail, but if you take 400K divided by 365 days, that's 1,095 a day divided by 24 hours. That's $45, right? I know you're sure. not going to, you're not going to make money while you're sleeping or or on the weekends or anything like that. But that just boils down to $45. You can make 400 That's when his philosophy, uh, passive income comes in, where you make money while you, you make money on the weekends while you're out having fun. You're, your money's working for you. And, you know, you constantly have um, uh, money deposited in your account by doing nothing or by somebody, some, someone else having it for you. Okay, I'm going to pause you there for a second. Okay. Uh, so... You have to be specific of this passive income. So you can't just tell me passive income and be like, oh, okay. So all Jack needs to do is go sign is go find a passive income. Explain yeah. how can a dude making forty thousand dollars a year get passive income? Okay. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this right now, right? I'm if you don't, then here's a little slice of life for you. But you're not gonna get rich by having a regular job, no matter what kind of job that you have as long as you have to go to the office or have you have to sit at it and actually actively working 
hour by hour, you're not going to get rich. You're only going to live. You're only going to support whatever lifestyle that you have uh, with it. And you got to stay below below your means for you not to bleed money. Right? What I mean by passive income is that the choices that you make with your money to make that money work for you while you're not working or actively, like say, for example, um, buying a house. If you buy a house, let's say for 500K, I'm pretty sure you can't get any, <laughs> any houses for 500K right now. But for examples, uh, let's just say 500K. You you put down 500K on a house and the property value just goes up yearly by year. So that actively counts as passive income because technically you're not doing anything or you're not actively working for that money. But your money that you invested, that 500K, is actually making money in the background for you. So you are your portfolio and yourself is be is getting richer while you're not doing anything at all. Okay. Do you, do you understand? Next point. Yeah, next point to this guy's advice. How does a guy with $40,000 a year get that $500,000 $500, house? Um I'm talking about because this this income I'm talking about. Oh, let, let me let me use the average income of the, of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Sixty thousand dollars a year. That's the average income of a, a dude in the U.S. Okay, 60, you know, majority of people make that much. How does that guy get that house due to that passive income? Okay, well, there's a number of things. Um, you before in like the 1980s, 1970s. And, I meant right now, 2023. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right now in 2023. But before in those days, we could save our money and get get interest off of that money from the bank, right? That's that's how our parents teach us. That's how the old people, the boomers do it, did it. That's how they got their houses. And okay. But r- right now with the cost of inflation, uh, prices going up, we got to be smarter. Uh, yeah, that bank interest isn't giving you shit. Yeah, no, bank interest is not going to... Anything that's sitting in the bank, it's not going to... Um, the only thing that you can do is, uh, well, you can save up for your house. You can actually try to budget and see how much you spent in a, see how much you spent in a year and see where your income falls. Okay, I'll give you a clue on that for a guy with working $60,000 a year. Okay. Given all the amount of bills that a normal person usually has to pay for, mm-hmm. they would have about 500 bucks in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Give or take, if they do their best to save. Okay. So five hundred bucks of saving away money. Yeah, I'm oh. going to be generous. Okay. Let's say a thousand bucks to make the math easier. Okay. Well, there's many things as well. One way I did it was that instead of actually saving in the bank, invest in the bank, buy stocks in the bank. Um, it would give you, depending on the which bank that you invest on, they would give you dividends, some kind of cash flow, like passive cash flow. Um, every six months or so. Well, they. They do it here in Australia every annual, biannually. So two times a year, every time in January and every time in January. So every time in January, I would get like a couple hundred dollars for my investments. Mind you, this 100, these couple hundred dollars, I did not do anything. Like it's just given to me by the companies that I invested in. So that's what I'm talking about, passive income. The more that you invest in these companies, the more you invest in stocks and shares and stuff like that, the more it gives back to you. So that's what I'm talking about. While you sleep, you're getting money. M- not oh no, Jack's been, oh no, Jack's been hit by a car. <laughs> Here comes the ambulance. Oh great, I live in the U.S., so I now have to pay a fifty thousand dollar hospital bill. Don't get hit, people. Don't get hit by a car. So this isn't too far from the truth. I had to do. I had to make a nine one one call for my baby who had to go to ER, mm-hmm. and it turns out he was fine. We were scared for no reason. 
he had what is what is considered a normal seizure for a baby. Okay. Yes, seizures can be a normal thing, apparently. All right. Then um, did you get insurance? So I have insurance. Uh, insurance in America is dog shit. They don't help you do anything. No. Unless, uh, unless you work for a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. They don't do it. Insurance is generally the worst. Yeah. So here's my copay. I have to pay 60% of whatever the fuck the bill is. And what was the bill? I don't know yet. It's a mystery, but I could give you a hint. The ambulance ride was $3,600. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's horrible, man. So uh, this is not the ER. We did not, I do not know the ER bill yet. Okay. All right. So uh, the advice given by this dude is basically useless for people making $60,000 or less. Yes. Which is yeah. like 80% of the population in America. Exactly. It is It is pretty useless. That's why there's a lot of backlash because he's kind of promoting this idea that does not resonate with these people living in America. Uh, they just see him as an elitist. <laughs> wow. Are you sure living in America? What about fucking Africa? <laughs> okay. Fine. Or Latin America. Africa, Latin America. Well, not not to mention the Middle East and Southeast Asia. Yeah. 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 But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, he is the one percenter for a reason. This is a one percenter advice for the two percenter, three percenters. I think you, what he was trying to do, he was just trying to instill some kind of. No, I get it. His motivation is yeah. only for the five percenters. <laughs> uh, well, this is one of those things may that be. we talked about before, where people only look at the the class next to them. Hmm. It, so his it, advice is one hundred percent not for anybody not touching his class strata well it may be for um his class and nearby his class but um there there is some stuff that you can take there's some core tidbit you can take well okay hit me with this core tidbits that isn't something obvious to me that i shouldn't already know like i said you know make some investments because uh there you cannot get rich by working nine a nine to five job you cannot it's only to support you um so that you can make those in and and enrich your life further. Like like you said, right? Uh, you can only save $500 after all the bills with a 60K job. Well, why not take those $500 and invest it into the bank rather than saving it into the bank? Invest it into your $500 is not going in. It's just going to stay okay. with the bank. But, sure, ba- sure, sure. but the bank is going to give you uh, dividends. It's going to give you cash to uh, to make you make you put that $500. Hopefully there's no penalty for withdrawing money early due to an unforeseen circumstance. No, no, no. There is there is not. But, um, you know, you don't have to deposit all 500 as well. Jack, you could put it at deposit, <laughs> save 250 and invest 250. You know? And yeah, um, yeah like, like I said, uh, if the more you invest, the more your trickle is going to be bigger. And, you know, there's going to be a point in time where that trickle is actually going to be bigger than the income that you make at your nine to five job. That's when you know that you don't need that job anymore. <laughs> you can okay, make so money I while you know, sleep. I do, I do not know how long that's going to take on 200 bucks every single month. It's it. Well, compounding. It's the greatest word that's compounding. So your initial investment of $500 is not going to, but the more that you invest in trickle is and bigger, right? It, okay. Tr- yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, like you're not going to get much when you start out, but at least you can say to yourself, hey, I'm making money while I sleep. Okay, sure. Um, I guess. Anything else? Um, yeah, like uh, after you get it bigger, 
buy a house or you know what there's so many landlords out there they they buy apartment units and they rent it out that counts as passive you know okay you gotta remember Jill. you gotta talk to the 99 you gotta talk to the 80 percent of the population here with this advice well landlords are not 80 of the population. i understand but that could be like a goal of yours you know they that could be like a goal that you have on the back of your head hey i'm gonna become I'm going to own my property some someday and then I'm going to rent it out to and then that will create my passive. One day I don't even need to go to work anymore because my money will work for me, not the other way around. Okay, cool. I can't wait for what other useless advice this dude's going to give me. <laughs> but uh, yes, apparently if you make less than 400K, you should be ashamed as a man. Oh, no. Gio, what are we going to do? Me <laughs> oh, do no, man. You heard it, listeners. Come on, like and subscribe, like, subscribe, uh, follow us and make us millionaires more than 400K. Yeah, so we could spike, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Grant Cardone. So we could spike Grant Cardone, who I might add has a re- uh, has one of the worst names I've ever heard. Cardone. It's, it, it's incredibly fake. His fake ass name. I'm probably sure it was changed like that. It could it could be real name or it could be not his real name or whatever. Okay, so since we're giving out advice that may or may not work, my sister sent me this advice that may or may not work. Mm-hmm. So um, I provided you a link, Gio, and um, for those of you listening, um, there is a link in the description. So make sure you check it out before listening to this part of the podcast. But a brief tidbit on the advice. So basically, what the advice says is put your kids to work. <laughs> now. Okay, and with the magic of editing, Gio has seen the Instagram link I provided for everybody. So, since you recently saw it and it's fresh in your memory, can you tell mm-hmm. everybody what the advice is? Basically, it's telling you use your kids as employees and give them tasks and pay them for those tasks and then write it off as tax, which is a smart idea. Another thing that the lady added in the Instagram clip was pay your kids because your kids do not get taxed by the government at least in America as far as i can tell no so as long as they make under as long as they make under $12,000 that's untaxable yes yes it's like that over here uh 20k that's tax it's going to be so this lady is telling you to hire your own kids pay your own kids and then take their money and throw it into a Roth IRA mm-hmm. and then by the time your kid gets into adulthood they're going to be a millionaire cuz you're doing it every year or every month. Uh, well, that that at retirement, she said at retirement because that's the beauty of compounding. Again, just adds up. So by the time you retire, it's so. I want to get your two cents. This mm-hmm. advice about hiring your own kids. You think it's a load of bullshit? That is like a potential IRS crime. What is this? Because it feels like an IRS crime. No, because it's not an IRS crime. Because uh, they're you, they're your family. You're not employing other people's kids. You're actually getting your kids to help. And for them to be getting paid, it's not actually child labor since it's in the family. Uh, it's more like a, it's it's a gray area, really. Because it's like, if I told my kid to do her chores and clean up her bed, it's, you know, I'm telling her to work to clean up her room, right? It's basically like that. Instead of her room, it's the office, this is a really weird loophole to me because it's like pretty much a tax scheme. Because pretty much you could just go be like, oh yeah, my kid was a model for the store that day. So I gave him $10,000 for the month. 
well, to be unlocked for the store uh, that one day. What do you think the rich people do, Jack? They they play on this stuff all the time. They play on these tax laws, and then at the end of the year, they claim it with their accountant, and the accountant is like, "Oh yeah, uh, the kid worked as this, worked at that, and then spent this much money on printer." Blah 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 blah. That's oh, how they can so negate taxes. You think this actually works? Yes, it works. That's how those uh, rich people and business owners negate taxes. That's how they avoid paying taxes. How do you think? Dan, could you could you imagine if our parents hired us for their fucking jobs as we were ten year olds? Yeah. Like, hey, Jack, stand here. Great, you've earned ten thousand dollars this month. Yeah, and now then get out of here. And then you <laughs> can, yeah, get, you, they can say as like, oh, my my kid acted as a as a spokesperson for my business and actively promoted my business by standing in this spot where it's visible to foot traffic or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Some some big bullshit like that. I know for the yeah. one day, right? Yeah, you can claim it, and it's not like the IRS is gonna come to your door and say, hey. I want to see records of your kids standing here for the whole day and stuff like that, unless you get audited or something, which 90% of the time, the, the IRS is not going to audit your ass for something like that. And they're just going to look, they have so many forms that's going through them. They're most likely, they're just going to go, yep, checks out, you know? <laughs> yeah, this 10 year old was working for that month, whatever. Yeah. yeah uh, that's how those businesses get out of paying taxes because they they wanna they wanna show that they lost money instead of making money. Instead of in but in reality, they did make money. You know, you I know? think what the lady specified more was your kid has a W2 now. So your your kid qualifies to have a Roth RIA account. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's the point, right? Because your kid now is a working member of society. Yeah. So that's how you get that cheap to work, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, I think in Gio's financial advice corner, Jack provided the more reliable, useful advice. <laughs> yes, because uh, you know it works twofold. You, you're, tr- it's not like slave labor or child labor. You, you know, you're the parent, and you're not gonna force them to overwork themselves or whatever like that. Yes. You just Alex, need them to like clean up a bit so then you can claim it on your taxes. So I like to think that this advice from this random accountant lady is more applicable to most normal people than fucking Captain Gordo cheese man. <laughs> it's a motivational advice, Jack. Yeah, I think this lady has more useful advice. Is that motivational? Like, hey, did you guys know you could do this with your kids? Yes, yes. And this applies to a lot more people because I know in a, a lot of America, normies have a lot of small businesses. There's a lot of small businesses out there. Mm-hmm. So this is advice that's more useful than fucking go buy a house, cheap bitch. <laughs> not saying go buy a house, cheap bitch. I know, you know uh... Gio's not saying that. Cheese wish Gord Capum is the one that said that. <laughs> No, I mean like uh it's it's a I mean like it's a um it's a goal that everybody has, right? To own your own place. And yeah, something in the back of everybody's heads. You gotta get you're gonna get there somewhere someday. Just make smart decisions on how you're gonna Yep, you heard it from here, everybody. Don't be stupid, just be smart. <laughs> Dumbasses. Now get out there and be intelligent. But like Captain Moron says, be smart, don't be dumb. Just do <laughs> yes. it. Like the Nike ad, Nike yeah. slogan, just do it. Yeah, just just do it. Money, good. No money, bad. Work hard. Work fast. Well, to, 
to so say bad. to say that we'll be taking him out of context. But uh, if you are well, curious, you can always see him on Instagram or uh, TikTok or whatever. And um, a lot of what he says is, uh, you know, motivational. Like, um, you, it may not apply to you, but you can take useful tidbits out of it, man, make it applicable to your situation. I, I do. I have not seen any of his shit yet, but based on what you're telling me. It sounds like a lot of bullshit I said earlier. Work fast, work hard, don't sleep. Sleep yeah. while work. Yeah, no, no. Make your money work while you sleep. Play hard, get strong. Yes, level up. Yeah, so it, it sounds like generic BS to me. It is generic. Uh, to get his full advice, you have to subscribe to, to his uh, program or whatever. That I oh, do not that recommend. Can eat my, yeah. that, that, dude, that can eat my ass. Yeah. That sounds like Andrew Tate's yeah, uh, that, University. that I do not recommend. But like I said, he does have some motivational things that I take uh, and apply it to my own. Okay, what's one motivational quote? Was it get tall, get, get, get swole? <laughs> no, man. Uh, one motivational quote is make your money work for you and not the other way around. Retire hey, early. Wait yeah. a minute. That's a really, really old piece of advice from the 80s. Yeah, of course. It's, so, so what you're telling me is what I said earlier. Isn't this is some bullshit that we've heard a million times over? It it has been, but it has not been preached enough because a lot of us are not financial literate. I'm not I'm not fully financial literate, uh, but I know there are some stuff that you just have to do for you to become financially independent. Okay, and, so uh, here's Jack's advice on how to do that. So what you need to do is start making a hundred thousand dollars. And then when you level up to $100,000, you get a new tab of skill sets that you get to see that you can't see before. Hey, skill sets is not that bad, Jack. I mean, like it doesn't be like, it doesn't cost much to empower your knowledge and stuff and increase like, your earning potential. Yeah, like, oh, I have $100,000 now. This has opened up for me. Oh, I can now <laughs> afford a house. Oh, I can now not worry about medical bills. Oh, I can go on vacations and relax. So my brain is on full function when I get back to work. No, it's not that. Even if you, if you, even if you earn hundred k a year and you still go to nine to five, it's kind of kind of hard make. Uh, it's kind of hard going on vacation and turning off your brain. The more money that you're paid, the more, uh, the bigger role that you have in the company. What he's well, trying we'll to say, we'll yeah, what he's trying to say is that make your money work for you, so you can actually, you know, take time to enjoy your life and not. Chase money all retire early. You know, you want to set up uh, some kind of system where you can go to sleep and you can be sure that money's coming into your account. Yes, all you need to do is own seven properties and you're good to go. Not seven properties, Jack. You come on, you could you could actually make you could buy shares in a bank or something like that. Yeah, heck, I'm I'm pretty sure you've done it before, but um, you've bought a U.S. bond before or government bond before, right? Yes. Yes. That well, not government as... bond. Uh, it's stocks. So I tried my hand at stocks mm -hmm. and um, immediately lost four thousand dollars. But the th but the thing is that you gotta know which stocks to buy as well. Yes. Otherwise, so we... just playing gambling. What? <laughs> you just need to know which stocks that. Why you're did I not <laughs> pick the correct slot machine? Why did I fail to pick the correct stocks? <laughs> uh, well, if we go into it, there's such a thing called blue blue chip stocks. And why am I not friends with Nancy? And... No, why am I not friends with Nancy Pelosi? Why? 
You well, you gotta know which stocks to buy and which stocks not to buy, Jack. That's yeah. how you, you do your research that's, and all that stuff. That's how you the only way you know for sure is to be friends with the congressman. No. Oh, okay. What about this? Um, is Bank of America still around? Yes, they cost me a lot of money. Okay. That's one of the stocks I bought, and they lost a lot of money for me. Thanks okay. a lot, B-A-B, piece of shit. <laughs> B-A-B. Okay, what about uh, Microsoft, Apple, Starbucks? My, let's see. So I don't have any of those because they were too expensive at the time. Mm-hmm. But my sister has some of those, and those are working out for her with the exception yeah. of Tesla. Yeah, Tesla right? and a few other IT companies where she lost $60,000. Right, and her initial investment is still there. Whatever money that she spent on is still there, and that money mm, is creating money for her. Me, no, based on what she's telling me, she's actually down money. Well, you got to look at it, it not in the short term, but actually look at it in in a decade graph chart. It, oh, is okay. it o- <laughs> overall going up or is it overall going down? Oh, okay, I'll give you a little clue in on my Bank of America stock. After 10 years, I'm finally breaking even on it. <laughs> nice. Okay, yes. well, so, there you so go. Once again, thanks a lot, BAA, you piece of shit. There you go, people. I knew that bank was shady. You know, you think the shady bank will make the most money? Yeah, you you think so, but uh, apparently not. Yes, I'm glad I don't have anything at Wells Fargo. Mm, no, they're calling for their breakup. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Huh? It's um, they're crashing and burning. Yeah, good. Fuck that. Fuck that bank. Well, I guess I think we've run out of stuff for Geo's financial quarter. Hopefully, yes. you guys learned something from this. If not, good for you. Yes. Yes. Well, um, I like to believe that our listeners did learn something about it and uh, have a little bit of tidbits to apply to themselves and their lives. Yes. Although, take it from Jack. Do your best to unlearn this. <laughs> oh, well. And if you ever see Captain Cheese Wits, tell him, fuck you. Yes. Yes. Well, like I said, grain of salt, people. Filter out the stuff that you can use. Yes. With that, I believe... We have unusually gone over our usual time limit. I feel Mm -hmm. like we've been talking forever. We have. And I guess we would normally do odds and ends, but instead, uh, we'll do a short version. Join us on our YouTube channel, Why You So Mad. Find find out what we're gaming on this week. I believe it's the quarry. We need to finish the quarry. Yeah, we do. Uh, It's going to reach its climax pretty soon. Um, And I'm really, really uh, looking forward to get some camp counseling. Yes, and every now and then you'll find Jack Solo Adventures. I upload those once a week as well. So hopefully you guys can join us there for a little bit of good gaming good times. Like, subscribe, hit that bell. Slap that shit. Slap that ass. And Right, uh, and then where can you catch us? Email us or whatever it's called. Why are you so mad? Jack and Geo, send us That's where you email your opinions us for- there. Exactly. Topic ideas, things you want to want us to talk about, whatever it is that comes to your mind, go for it. Oh Until, yeah. Uh, what? I just remind we never say you could catch us on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Yeah, there you, you go. Spotify. I'm pretty sure they're listening to us from uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast. You would know. You're the one to upload them. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm the one the bankrolling this as well. <laughs> uh, congratulations for your five dollars or whatever. <laughs> well. Hey man, well, uh, I'm bankrolling. I'm bankrolling this on my the most important money, time. Time. <laughs> for, for those of you don't know, Jack is the primary editor of most of these things. Yes, yes. We all have our jobs, Jack. We all have our jobs. All right. Indeed. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Cue out. Out. Of here. Boop, boop, boop.